This is the World in Brief from the Economist. Our top stories. Volodymyr Zelensky, Ukraine's president, held talks with the leaders of America, France, and Turkey amid heavy fighting in his country's east. Mr. Zelensky promised, quote, important results from several international meetings planned in the coming week. Meanwhile, Ukraine claimed to have struck a headquarters of Wagner, a Russian mercenary outfit. Russian forces bombarded the southern port city of Odessa, leaving some 1.5 million people without power. Ursula von der Leyen, president of the European Commission, called for an ethics body to ensure standards across the bloc's institution as a corruption scandal embroils the European Parliament. On Friday, Eva Cayley, one of the Parliament's vice presidents, was arrested by Belgian police on suspicion of accepting bribes from an unnamed country. China said it would abolish its mobile COVID tracking service as it continues to dismantle its zero-COVID machine. The itinerary card app was used to monitor and regulate people's travel. Official reported cases have dropped significantly, apparently because mass testing has been rolled back. Health experts and media reports suggest that COVID is spreading rapidly, especially in Beijing, where long queues have formed at hospitals. Scientists in America reportedly achieved a net energy gain from nuclear fusion. Fusion reactions, including those that fire the sun, can generate huge amounts of energy without emitting either carbon or long-lasting radioactive waste. Until now, artificial fusion reactions have consumed more energy than they produced. America's Energy Department said it would provide more details of the, quote, major scientific breakthrough on Tuesday. Peru's new president, Dino Balarte, said she would submit plans to Congress to bring forward general elections, following protests demanding her resignation. Demonstrations have rocked Peru since Pedro Castillo, who was president until last week, was arrested after a bungled coup attempt on Wednesday. Supporters of Mr. Castillo have called Ms. Balarte, who was his vice president, a, quote, traitor. Iran executed a young man on Monday for his role in ongoing anti-government protests, having executed another on Thursday. Madid Reza Ranavard was hanged after being accused of, quote, waging war against God and killing two members of the country's security forces. According to a human rights group, 488 protesters have been killed, as have 62 members of the security forces. Amgen, an American biotech company, was reported to be on the verge of buying Horizon Therapeutics after a rival, the French firm Sanofi, dropped its bid. The deal, valued at about $22 billion, would give Amgen access to Horizon's roster of drugs for autoimmune and inflammatory diseases. It would be one of the biggest transactions in the pharmaceutical industry this year. Fact of the day, 77% the approval rating of Narendra Modi, India's prime minister. It may be the highest of any major world leader. Read the full story. And correction. In the Sunday edition of Espresso, we incorrectly stated that the Nobel Peace Prize was awarded in the city of Stockholm. In fact, it was handed out in Oslo. Sorry. And now, here's a deeper look at the day ahead. High Hopes for Low Inflation in America Over the past year, each brief deceleration in inflation in America has been followed by a strong rebound in price pressures. 
Investors and central bankers around the world will scrutinize the latest figures due on Tuesday to see whether this dismal pattern may be at an end. Forecasters reckon that the core consumer price index, which excludes food and energy costs, rose by 0.3% in November, its second straight month at that pace. If correct, that would be the most subdued two-month run of inflation since 2021. The costs of many consumer goods are falling as supply chain issues melt away. Property prices are also weakening, weighed down by elevated interest rates. But pressures are not about to disappear. In the ultra-tight labor market, wages are rising fast. As Russia's war in Ukraine drags on, oil prices could easily soar again. Relief at any slowdown in inflation will be circumscribed. Sam Bankman-Fried testifies before Congress. Most people under criminal investigation stay mum for fear of incriminating themselves. Not Sam Bankman-Fried, the founder and former head of FTX, the crypto exchange that imploded spectacularly in November. In multiple interviews, he has professed ignorance of how FTX transferred customer funds to Alameda Research, his nominally independent trading firm, while blaming Alameda executives for their lax controls. Yet he resisted calls to appear before Congress until he was threatened with a subpoena. On Tuesday, he will appear by video link for a grilling before the House Financial Services Committee. Mr. Bankman-Fried faces multiple civil and criminal probes, including into whether he misappropriated customer funds and manipulated the market for two cryptocurrencies. Fraud charges require prosecutors to prove that a defendant knowingly deceived investors or customers. Thus, Mr. Bankman-Fried's media strategy may offer a preview of his eventual legal defense that he was simply hapless and misinformed. What African Governments Want from America China's presence in Africa is subject to intense scrutiny by the West. Russian interference on the continent worries Western governments too, but America, one of the worriers, also has clout in the region. The arrival of dozens of African leaders in Washington on Tuesday for the first U.S.-Africa Leaders Summit since 2014 is testament to its role. For many African countries, America is an indispensable security ally. Its trade terms also offer preferential access to African exporters. And American humanitarian aid has saved millions of lives. Yet African politicians want more from their relationship with America, especially when their economies are suffering from the pandemic, the war in Ukraine, and their own mismanagement. Donald Trump saw Africa through the prism of America's contest with China. But Joe Biden wants to show that he takes the continent's own agenda seriously. American officials say this summit is about listening to what Africans have to say. But Africans will still want to hear what America has to offer. How to Rebuild Ukraine from Paris Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky and his French counterpart Emmanuel Macron will jointly host a conference in Paris on Tuesday on aid for Ukraine. Mr. Zelensky will appear by video link while his Prime Minister Denis Shemail will be in the French capital to drum up support for his war-battered country. Mr. Shemail estimates that the full-scale reconstruction of Ukraine will cost $750 billion. The conference will have two parts. An international roundtable will consider how to help Ukraine survive the winter. Mr. Macron wants pledges for the supply of generators, medical equipment, and other aid. A further bilateral discussion will consider how French firms can help with reconstruction.
The meeting comes when Mr. Macron is keen to show that, despite suggestions from Eastern European allies that he is soft on Russia, France is fully behind Ukraine. According to the Kiel Institute, a German research outfit, of EU countries, only Germany has pledged more aid. World Cup semi-finals begin. On Tuesday, Argentina and Croatia meet in the first semi-final of the Football World Cup in Qatar. Argentina will look to avenge their early defeat by Croatia at the last World Cup in 2018, but that will be easier said than done. The Croatians have a knack for winning games against the odds. In their last match, they shocked the pre-tournament favorites, Brazil, winning on penalties. And they have unfinished business of their own, having been runners-up last time around. Whoever wins will face the victor of the second semi-final between France and Morocco on Wednesday. France, the defending champions who beat Croatia in that final in 2018, are the odds-on favorites to win their semi-final and the whole competition. But Morocco has already progressed further than any African team before, beating Belgium, Spain, and Portugal. Triumph against France, the country's former colonial overlord, would add to the long list of upsets in Qatar. Daily Quiz Our baristas will serve you a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give us all five answers and, as important, tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 1700 hours GMT on Friday to quizespresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown three winners on Saturday. Tuesday which Boston Celtics basketball legend won the NBA Most Valuable Player Award in 1984, 1985, and 1986? Monday. Which Alexandre Dumas story focuses on the wrongly imprisoned Edmond Dantes? Finally, here's the quote of the day from Samuel Johnson, who died on this day in 1784. He who praises everybody, praises nobody. That's the World in Brief from The Economist, available three times every day of the week. You can also hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, on your podcast app. And subscribers to The Economist have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app to start listening. 